Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 63 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Lindsay Schoolcraft discusses her first band, and I recommend the Sacramento power metal band, Nevian. But before that, I welcome Charlotte Wessels and Martine Westerholt from Delane onto the program. Delane are a Dutch hard rock slash symphonic metal collective that formed in 2002 following Martine's departure from Within Temptation. The band are about to release their sixth album called Apocalypse and Chill on February 7th. The three of us talk about the new album, Dream Guest for a live show, Star Wars, Cats, and a lot more. So, from Apocalypse and Chill, here is some of one second before I begin my chat with these folks from Delane. Try not to take up too much of uh, y'all's time. Um, first off, uh, where where are we uh, speaking from today? I'm in I'm in Northern California. Oh, I'm fr- I'm in Zwolle, the Netherlands. And I'm in Utrecht, uh, also the Netherlands. It's just an hour apart. And uh, how's your day treating the two of you? Uh, what what have you been up to the rest of this lovely Tuesday evening? I'm bad at time zones. It's evening here, yeah. Right. Uh, okay, I was expecting... I we're both very polite. Um, <laughs> Please so, be rude. Be brash. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had a, had a pretty uh, a full day just with, you know, a lot of stuff about the upcoming release. I just went to the gym and I actually got an old injury back. So I'm very annoyed with that. Oh, no. But... <laughs> happy to be on the phone with you right now so yeah well and i have an american fiance she's from southern california and i helped her do some job hunting this afternoon so <laughs> is she moving your way or are you so, coming uh, our way uh, uh she moved already here last year and now she she wanted to take it easy first and now um uh, uh, now she's she's looking for a job here, so she moved here in the Netherlands, learning Dutch and everything. Well, congratulations to you, and best of luck to her on her job search. Um, Thank you so much. Of course, and I'll go ahead and dive into the new album and uh, the band and whatnot. I'd like to start at the beginning, though. How did the two of you meet and begin working together in Delane? Mm-hmm. You take that one, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we were both from the same town as Walla, where Martijn uh, still is now. We actually lived in the same street at one point, but we didn't know that back then. Um, so um, uh, I was in a band and that band had like a project and Martijn was in that project as well. That's how he learned about me. And then we met up in this local music rehearsal space. And um, Martin asked me to do some lyrics for his project, Elaine, and it kind of grew from there. And how do you feel like uh, your relationship professionally has like evolved over that time? Because it sounds pretty casual at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea that we would be where we are now. <laughs> no. 
Absolutely. No, it's it just it went how it went. It was not a pre uh, how do you say plotted plan or something. But here we are, uh, 14 years later. It's funny. Yesterday we just talked about it, like how long it actually is have been, and um, uh, yeah, making music together. And uh, yeah, I think it's very special to be able to work with somebody for such a long time. And, Half of and life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you familiar with the uh, the website, the Metal Archives, the Encyclopedia Metallum thing? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I, I sense a little bit of a hesitance in that. Um, so uh, they list the, the lyrical themes of, of Delane as uh, pain, sorrow, yearning, and love. Uh, would you agree with that assessment of the lyrical content of your band generally? Uh, well, it's very, it's very, it's very general. Uh, I guess there is some pain, there is some love, there is some yearning, but I, I don't really feel like it says a lot, you know. Um, so it's just a few words. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't really go in depth, so I can't really say whether they're right or wrong because all of those things are certainly there to some extent. So yeah. Um, Apocalypse and Chill is your first album for the band in about four years. What brought on this uh, longer than normal gap for you all? Uh, a lot of touring, including the U.S. I think we toured the U.S. every year since 2013. Uh, but uh, also outside the U.S., we toured a lot and also we we talked about that recently as well we realized that we released something every year since 2013 uh, 2012 even if it yeah. wasn't an album yeah, it was an EP or it was a DVD um, and and the thing is all those things it takes so much take up so much work that uh, yeah, if you work on that, then you don't work on an album. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I was amazed at just like how many EPs you you all have done as well. Are those mostly leftovers? Are those new tracks and then you know, live stuff and some covers thrown in? Well, leftovers uh, sounds to me like like uh, if you made some food and then the next day you eat the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, um, um, you know, for, for example, we had a lot of the last uh, EP we did. We had a lot of movie material. We did a special tour with Marco Hitala as a guest from Nightwish. And we wanted to release that. And at the same time, we had a lot of music material. And we also, we have such a loyal fan base. And they ask for new material a lot. And when it takes uh, some more time to, to, to release a new album, then... We're kind of inclined to tell, okay, you know what? We we are already busy with a couple of summer. You know what? Let's release those already. And um, uh, it's also not a money maker thing because, quite frankly, they don't really make money. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, fans really tend to like it. And um, yeah, it also it fits uh, at that moment. Also for life, you know, when you play a tour, it's also great to have something new to show as well. So uh, those are a couple reasons why we do that. And uh, uh, recently, and something you said just jogged this in my mind. Um, are you familiar with the band Sodom or Sodom? 
the name, yes. They're they're like a, a long-running kind of thrashy death metal band. Um, their drummer recently had to step down because he basically couldn't do the band as well as work a full-time job. Is Delane your job, or do you have something else to supplement income? Because generally, music doesn't make a lot of money, especially metal music. Well, we've been fortunate to do this as our job for a while, but it's definitely a, a very insecure job. You you never know. Um, it's not as steady as, you know, your nine-to-five office job, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Martijn and I have been doing it full-time, but that's also because we take on most of the work that happens, like, behind the scenes, so it doesn't even go for everyone in the lane. Um, coming back to the new album a bit, why the title Apocalypse and Chill? It's a very uh, of the now kind of title, both in the and chill portion. And I don't know how your your life is going, but here in America, I feel like we're every day is a mini apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, 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 I guess that was our uh, observation as well. Like um, the world's quite literally on fire and uh, and the interwebs are full of people portraying their perfect lives. So it just felt like very, uh, very apt. And then there's a Netflix and, and chill word joke there. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of a tongue in cheek approach to um, today. And have either of you seen the film Seeking a Friend for the End of the World? It has Steve Carell and I think Kira Knightley. Ooh. I love Steve Carell. Um, no, I didn't see it. Me neither. It sounds cool. <laughs> the general premise is they are face-to-face with the end of the world, and it's them trying to figure out how they're going to live their last days. And, you know, unless you're facing it, you're not really going to know what you're going to do. But what would you think the two of you would do if you were facing the apocalypse? And it's the cliche stuff, I think. You, you want to spend the time with your loved ones. And, yeah. uh, which sounds like a boring, perhaps disappointing answer, because you want to hear, "Oh, we would party our asses off, and 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 uh, you know, get completely drunk and wasted, and and nothing matters anymore. Trash our cars." <laughs> no, I would just, I would love to spend uh, the time with my loved ones. Yeah, I think the same would go for me. Of course, you know, once you're there, uh, anything goes. You know, there's a song on the record called Let's Dance, which is basically about a doomsday rave party. Um, And I mean, there's definitely, it's definitely a good argument. You know, you're not going to have a hangover because there's not going to be a next day. So um, I could get into that. But I I think that I'm joining on team, spend it with loved ones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I saw the. Uh, go ahead. With loved ones, that would be that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking cars with your loved ones, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did see the song title "Let's Dance," but I wasn't able to figure out like anywhere in my research if it was a David Bowie song or not. Because I know you're not a stranger to a cover, so it's a uh, it's not. Because I don't think that song's about an it's apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
with some of Hands of Gold from Delane's 2016 EP Moonbathers. I'll have more with Charlotte and Martine in just a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Lindsay Schoolcraft of Cradle of Filth discusses her heavy origins. Oh gosh, so my first band was in high school. We were called Princess Riot. We're an all-girl, like, pop-punk band with a little bit of Riot Girl elements. Um, kind of if you took Josie and the Pussycats and merged it with Jack Off Jill. And, uh, That's we a name were, I haven't heard in a long we time. Were, oh, I love that band. And honestly, like, I thought we were pretty terrible, but apparently for our age and where we came from, we were actually pretty good. Apparently, according to some people, we got to Warp Tour for two years, select dates in Canada. And yeah, it was very interesting. Very cool. It was, uh, it was my beginnings, and I still keep in touch with most of, most of the members today, so there's that as well. <laughs> what was it called again? Princess Riot. That's also a solid name. Cheers, thank you. I thought it was, and that's kind of why my handle on social media is Lynn's Riot, because that was my name, my stage name from like 20 years ago. I mean, mine is a, uh, a name I came up with when I was 13 because I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And it's just my last really? name mixed up slightly, and it's Ovacord because my last name's Cordova. I wasn't even trying, I but I still it. use it for like Instagram and stuff. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> Lindsay's debut solo album, Martyr, was released last October. Head to schoolcraftmusic.bandcamp.com to pick up a copy and head to episode 60 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast to hear the rest of our conversation. Now, before I wrap my interview with Charlotte and Martine from Delane, here's a bit of Burning Bridges from the new Delane album, Apocalypse and Chill. Uh, since the last album, you, you went out on your 10th anniversary tour and released the uh, the live DVD and, and album, which had guests like Alyssa from Arch Enemy, Burton from Fear Factory, and a lot of others. Um, should the band hit their 20-year anniversary, who are some dream guests you would want to have on stage with you for an even bigger extravaganza? Wow, that's a good question. Well, Charlotte, you start. <laughs> like anyone in your anyone in your heart, your mind, anyone you've worked with, present or future, ever. Well, I, I've just, I just have to say Nick Cave because it's, it's uh, you know, it's the goth father in a way. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be my ultimate, I guess. Uh, for me, oh, that's a good question. Freddie Mercury, if I would have the power to bring people back to life. Uh, I would say I have bad news uh, for you. Yeah, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? Uh <laughs> Um, also with people from my past, for example, perhaps my brother, perhaps to do something live, um, 
Uh, for people who don't know, he um, was the guitar player for Intemptation. He still writes for Intemptation. Um, and also the people of our past. So everybody who was part of, of as a guest of our past. Uh, and in like we hit our 20-year anniversary, it might be more people. So the more the merrier then. Yes. Very cool. Um, I read something that the new album has some new influences that you're curious about seeing how your fans are going to react. Who are some of these influences that you've channeled this time that you hadn't before? Are, are you? Am I? Uh, do you? It's a difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are some new elements. Like even in the in the first song only, like you'll hear Timo sing more than he's sung on any Delane album so far. There's a full instrumental track which we haven't done so far. There's real or uh, like a real um, choirs, which we haven't had. And in general, I think that the beginning of the album is very. Uh, very synth heavy, very poppy, very uh, like a lot of electronics. So I think that uh, our fans like will definitely raise an eyebrow, uh, especially the first half of the album. But um, there's also plenty there that, you know, is still very recognizable as Elaine, I think. And um, all the, the, the orchestral bombast follows in the second half of the album. Um, but there, there are all sounds that they haven't heard before, and I'm curious to see how they'll respond. It's it's funny. Um, uh, um, like yesterday, uh, Charlotte and me were at my place, and coincidentally, we uh, got a delivery with our new album, um, like like physical new album and LPs and stuff. And that evening, I listened through the album again, which has been had been a very long time since we were done mixing and mastering. And then I was surprised myself, actually, how much electronic influences there are. Because we, it's not that we deliberately aim for, oh, let's do something extremely this or extremely that. It's just where I always say the river of creativity leads you. And uh, I'm really happy with it because... Indeed, there are more electronic elements, but there are also more orchestral elements. There are also, indeed, more choirs. So I just think it's a very diverse album, perhaps the most diverse album we made, but without losing our identity. Yeah, I did notice on one second that, Charlotte, you kind of are in the background more. So how did that come about? Um, well, I guess it has to do also with the way that, uh, you know, the songs were written. The songs that I am in the background are, well, a full instrumental track, which basically sounded complete to me. I'm not like this ego person that have to that I have to bring my voice in, you know, regardless of whether a song needs it or not. Um, on our EP, there was a similar, like there was a silence is mine that began uh, instrumental, but there I really felt like, oh, you know, this this part could really work. But that's not ne necessarily something that I really need to do. Um, and yeah, with, with one second, it just felt right as a duet. Um, in general, you know, there's enough for me to do on stage. So if there's a song where I don't have to do anything, I'm just happy to get a little break. <laughs> do you do the thing where you come out with a tambourine like uh, I've seen a lot of vocalists do in instrumental breaks? Yeah, I mean, I love tambourines, but I don't think for this track. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen Nine Inch Nails a few times and Trent Reznor comes out with a tambourine and it's always interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, late last year, you, you folks toured with Amorphous and Annika von Giersbergen, who's a favorite of mine on the show. I've had her on a few times. She's an absolute delight. Uh, how was that overall tour for you? Uh, it's always, I think, uh, touring the States is very intense. Um, uh, because, uh, yeah, the, just the circumstances and, and, you know, when you fly to the States, you have to make it worthwhile. Mm. So that means a lot of playing, not a lot of off days. And that's intense. Uh, but when it comes to the, to the bands we played with, uh, with Amorphis, they're, they're fantastic guys. There was not a moment where there were struggles or anything. Same goes for Annika. Um, I think at a certain point we we bought them some bottles of of, of, of um, uh, how do you say adult drinks, so to say. That's usually what uh, they say. Yes. To thank, yeah, to to thank them for for how wonderful it was to tour with them, and I would definitely do it again. Uh, say yeah, also with Amorphis, really really great guys, and uh, also love the band. I already listened to Amorphis when I. Uh, was uh, a teenager and now we were touring with them which um, was really cool is there anybody else that you can think of where it's been like um kind of touring or playing with your heroes like you said you listened to amorphous growing up uh who else would kind of fit that category for you too well i listened to within temptation growing up <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go now in a band with the guys so you know um i don't think that anything's really going to top that to be honest well, and um, I was always a big fan of the of the writing of uh, of uh, Nightwish of Tuomas Holopainen, uh, uh, and um, and also with Marcos Marcos' voice, and uh, so it was great to cooperate with them. Also, a little bit heroes of mine. Very good. Uh, so in my research, I, I wound up on your respective Instagrams and I had some questions about some photos I, I saw and some uh, things there. Uh, uh, Charlotte, my, my show is slowly becoming um, mostly talking about the music of the artist Prince and uh, musician metal musicians' pets. So how did you meet Iggy? Aww. So um, Iggy was uh, like friends of my parents had a cat and that cat was kind of a wild one and she had kitten before she was um, spayed, neutered, uh, what, what's it, it called for a, for a lady in, well, doesn't matter. One of those, yes, kitten. I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were, um, we really wanted a cat. Uh, I love dogs too, but you know, touring is more complicated. And we actually adopted two kitties. And the first time Iggy saw me, she crawled under a cabinet and she hissed at me. <laughs> but love at first sight. <laughs> uh, yeah, love at first sight. But we uh, warmed up to each other with time, and um, yeah, she's the best cat. And, and Martin, I was looking for pets on yours, but I, I wasn't able to find any. Uh, but instead, I found a Star Wars sweater. So I, I'm I'm curious what you thought of the rise of Skywalker if you've seen it yet. Ha, good question. I didn't go yet. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, and uh, and that's a new record for me because I'm so curious and I try to avoid all the spoilers. And I'm going this Saturday finally. The reason is because I was waiting for a friend. I wanted to be polite. I was tempted a couple times to go already without him, but I didn't do it. So uh, so this. Um, Saturday I will go, and I heard some mixed um, reviews from people. So 
I am almost nervous about it. I'll refrain from any follow-ups for your sake, but it's a it's a it's a Star Wars movie at times, and other times it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, I've just got a couple more for you folks before I, I release you into the wild. Um, you, you've covered <laughs> Queen and Cranberries to, and others to great success. Has there ever been any a cover that you've attempted that just didn't work? And Ooh, what that's would that be? a good one. Do you remember Charlotte? I- yeah. Actually, we had, um, when we did the Granberry's cover, like, there were multiple covers, but we tried even more. I think there was a seal track. I think we did Crazy. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. I would, I, it wasn't bad, actually. I, I remember finding the track later. Um, it, it wasn't the best, but it was quite good. And uh, what else did we do? Um, I'm currently in a weird seal phase, so I'm very interested in that one. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not sure if I could dig it up, but uh, we've done like we've done acoustic tracks for weird radio performances True. or you know that kind of things um, every now and then. With very yeah, sometimes I get the school band feel, and then I think ah, uh-uh, this is it. Then what a school band feel, and sometimes it does work, but I don't know why. Yeah. It really has to fit you as as a band. Sometimes it feels like a chore, you know, when they ask you, can you do a top 40s cover? And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for talking to me today. I, I love the new record. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I think my, my listeners are going to enjoy it as well. So uh, you have a good rest of your evening. And hopefully I'm near the end of your press chats and you can go rest or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, right. and uh, enjoy uh, Californian weather there. Oh yes, today it's a uh, nice and chilly, so it's a atypical day. Alrighty. <laughs> well, have a nice day, and uh, talk to you later. Alrighty, farewell. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Apocalypse and Chill will be released on February 7th via Napalm Records. You can keep up with the band over at facebook.com slash Delane Music, or for tour dates, merch, and all that good stuff, head to Delane.nl. Now to conclude this episode, I am recommending that you check out the Sacramento power metal band Navayan. The musical core of the band formed in 2014, with their vocalist joining the following year. Later this year, they released their sophomore album, The Ruthless Divine. However, I am bringing you a track from their 2017 album, The Druid King. From that album, here is The Berserker in its entirety.
Ruthless Divine by Nvayan will be released this spring. In the meantime, you can pick up The Druid King over at pitchblackrecords.bandcamp.com slash album slash The Druid King. Or just go to that pitchblackrecords.bandcamp and you'll find it. And then you can keep up with the band over at facebook.com slash Metal. Now, as always, if you would like to keep up with the show or talk to me, you can head to farbeyondmetalpodcast.com or facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. This show is produced independently by me, Daniel Cordova. And as always, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.